Welcome to the Happy Being Well podcast, where we talk about strategies and insights so you can live happy being well with your host, Rita Ferrugia. This podcast is presented by happybeingwell.com, your online store providing the best in all natural wellness products, such as natural essential oils, all natural bath products, all natural facial masks, all natural deodorants, irresistible leggings, crystals, including crystal home decor and kitchen items, herbal teas, natural sleep aids, and so much more natural wellness goodies at happybeingwell.com. Free shipping on any order within the USA at happybeingwell.com. Now enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Happy Being Well. We have another exciting guest today. We have Dahlia. And I hope I said that correctly because I kept saying it wrong initially. Um, So she is in the holistic medical healing field. And we could all use some healing. And everyone's really opened up, you know, today more than ever in regards to healing. So we have an awesome conversation around healing today with Dahlia. <laughs> I always want to say Delilah for whatever reason. I think it's because that song, you know. Yes, I'm very familiar. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's just like totally imprinted in my mind. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited that you're here today to talk about healing. And so tell us, you know, what is the significance of healing and what are the different ways of healing? And why is everyone more open to it today than ever before? Absolutely. You know, I could go in so many different directions with this, but, you know, when it comes to healing in general, for me, I have transitioned out of the traditional healthcare model. And so for me, I came from the disease care, sick care. And as we continue to heal beyond that model, that model, and when we start incorporating other modalities, this is where I think the concept of healing and even quantum healing Like when you bring in the energy, when you bring in the spirituality, when you bring in the non-traditional avenues for whole body, putting them all together, I think this is where healing comes from. Um, And this is where it can happen so much quicker than it has happened in the past. So for example, I'm a big proponent of like talk therapy. However, that can often take a really long time and it can also be re-traumatizing for an individual to do and talk about like the same thing over and over. But when we can enter in through the body while using some of those brain techniques as well, this is where true healing happens. And that's when like we're putting a variety of different modalities together so that somebody can really be their optimal self, right? This is really learning how to master your own ability to tap into the wisdom of your body Because our bodies are meant and designed, engineered to heal when given the right support. And everybody is different. So it's not a one size fits all. It requires customization to really find people's full potential. Mm -hmm. I totally, totally agree. So when you say in the body, like, what does that mean? Like, you know, I think like... Is it a movement? Is it, um, you know, some type of tapping? Like what What kind of body healing release is that? Or is it unique to the certain individual in terms of the body movement or some kind of body technique for the release? 
Yeah, that's a great question of like, how do you get that kind of release in the healing through the body? This really is, it requires going in, asking some really good questions, you know, becoming curious about the person who and what they are wanting to feel, how they're wanting to be differently because due to lifestyle, due to diet, due to overconsumption, chemical overload, our organs um, of our body, our ki- our kidney, our liver, our heart, our brain, our blood vessels can get quite congested. And so when I talk about the body, it's not just movement. Yes, I always look at like the chakra system from a Reiki perspective when I'm working with clients uh, because emotions and past traumas and ancestral history, like all of this gets in a way um, stored in those organs in your body. So how we move it through is through daily detoxification, through specific movements, depending on, for example, maybe past diagnoses or different anxieties that, you know, each individual is um, wanting to overcome. Because what happens is sometimes people get tied to an old diagnosis or an old label or even an ache or a pain or fatigue. I mean, all of this gets stored in the body, right? The brain can only it actually can process so much, but what the brain can't consciously take care of, that is where the body stores the rest of it. And it will present itself in fatigue, in sleep disturbances, in hormone imbalances, in a chronically regu- um, chronically high cortisol, which is a chronic state of stress. And so that then just creates a breakdown. And so Tapping, yes, that is one, breath work, energy work, movement medicine, all of this is really necessary. And when it can be targeted specifically for people's own genetic makeup and their own body and what they've gone through in their lifetime, that's where real profound healing can happen. Mm, I love that. And so, you know, so how do you identify what specifically is the you know, trauma, um, you know, especially if it's like a micro trauma, maybe the patient doesn't really know, or the client, I should say, doesn't really know um, what exactly is the trauma maybe, or maybe they have an idea, maybe they do know, because there's so many traumas. We have so many traumas Mm -hmm. that can affect us since birth, um, or even one could say prior to birth. Before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do you identify what the trauma is? That's through questions, through intuition. I use my psychic abilities. I am a medical intuitive and it is very easy for me when I am uh, working with a client to tap into based on their answers in specific questionnaires, but then what is coming up? Um, it's always coming back to different core wounds if it is a trauma and it can be micro trauma. It can be you know compounding trauma different kinds of things, but it's all coming from worthiness, mm-hmm. attachment, really the sense of safety, which if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs is like the second level, like we, you know, food, shelter, water, all of that gets taken care of. Um, but safety is required in order to have even deeper healing, even more enlightenment, uh, anything that we are wanting to create. If it's not anchored in safety. So 
a lot of like, how do you find it out is where do people, where do those fear stories come up? Where do those limiting beliefs come up? And this can be about their supplementation, about their body, about their body's ability to do X, Y, or Z. Uh, it often is coming from an old story or previous life trauma. All sorts of different things can influence how it comes out in our day-to-day. And so how we find that answer uh, is that is the excavation process, which for me is really, really fun because when we find and we get to those core wounds that are getting in people's way, this is where the magic really starts to happen. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I've been operating from this place for like most of my life and had no idea. And then the real work actually begins because it's the reprogramming, the brain rewiring the reformatting old stories that actually don't serve how you want to be in the world. And that's, for me, that's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure it's a lot of fun for the client too, to release that trauma. So they, you know, they say typically people store like stress in their back. That's why most people have back pain. Right. So, um, you know, I, the traditional medical community has now linked, you know, the connection between the mind and the body and that the body is now, you know, for example, with the example of stress, like we store, most people store it in their back. Um, and if you look at our, the way we use our language too, you know, um, well, you know, how we certain, how we say things, your pain in my bleep, you know, you know, we can manifest where we direct, um, you know, our stress in our body as well, or especially anxiety. Anxiety typically shows up in like body aches and body joints aching, you know, the body starts to ache through the joints and stuff like that, um, are really popular forms of where chronic stress is stored in the body that most people deal with. And especially as they get older, cause it's just, a, it's just that buildup, you know, as we get older, um, you know, the body wears down, especially if you're not releasing stress and anxiety in healthy ways on a regular basis. You're not, you know, implementing a wellness um routine to release it, you know, in healthy ways. You know, most people will come home from work and have a glass of wine. That one glass may turn into two or three, um, or they indulge in a comfort food combined with the glass of wine. Uh, you know, vent, they vent out their mm-hmm. frustrations and then they amplify that anger energy. It gets amplified, amplified through the power of our word. And they don't actually process uh, their stress and, you know, why it's affecting them so much, the triggers and stuff like that. Um, so once the client releases that, you know, trauma, what is the end result after they release the trauma from the body? I love that question. Um, What we will see is that the traumas get released. There seem to be, it's, well, so here's the thing. When we release trauma, there are so many different layers to that to that piece of the puzzle. And so just when when we release one level of it 
and we release something about it when we are continuing on on our just like human journey and we are you know maybe confronted with something that may activate that trauma again but in a different way in a different level that's where it's you know required for continual support to really move through that and the universe is beautiful at providing those opportunities that is what i've seen in my clients is that when they are really anchoring into okay we are working on this big concept we are going to go through it we're going to get to it we're just going to keep clearing it out the universe always provides incredible opportunities uh for continued exploration to excavate to clear and to be able to move through and this is where emotional resilience really comes from is because as this surfaces knowing what tools to use for you that will make a big difference so that it doesn't stop you in your tracks so that you can continue to keep moving forward with confidence from a regulated place not from a place of like fear or you know or even like fear of like having pain or fear of having anxiety now what i notice in the clients that i work with it's phenomenal because now they see um anything that is coming up as an opportunity to heal something deeper so whereas previously maybe it surfaced and created that high cortisol the uh, uh you know running away from your body going into fight or flight maybe going into shutdown overindulgence like you mentioned before now they see it as okay what is coming up what can i do how can i name it label it move through it so that it doesn't keep snowballing because and that's and that snowball is where sure one glass of wine may turn into two or three and then there's a breakdown of communication your body doesn't feel great that's the snowball effect whereas what if you work through it and then you have that glass of wine and you're not using the wine to cope or be a bandit. So that's how really just like releasing trauma looks like in reality. Mhm. I love that. So you can basically have more emotional freedom. Yes. You know, you're not locked into the anchor of that negative emotion. And your body won't be addicted to that negative emotion either so that you're going to search for ways to recreate that negative emotion by searching for something to complain about or maybe triggering somebody so that they can start a fight so you can feel that emotion um because your body gets addicted to emotions that we feel on a regular basis so um okay so they release it and would you say that can break the depending upon how long it's been they've been living with it uh they can break that negative emotional mm -hmm. addiction or do they have to kind of familiar familiar size get re-familiar with another emotion to kind of get addicted to like more so positive emotions ah so i love it that's almost like a two-part question so one thing that you're referring to is the releasing what is getting in the way yes completely energy work breath work movement like that's why all these tools matter because you can release it and then you feel more you feel more empowered and confident as you're moving through challenges that may surface so you start so your lens your perspective starts to shift when things because that is the human experience like we are going to get challenged uh and in different ty types of like energy healings we 
I do a lot of cord cutting. There's a lot of energy work. We can break these cords, any oaths or ties to any previous conceived limiting belief or notion. And sometimes we have to do that on a regular basis for a specific amount of time in order to really clean and clear it up, right? The other part of your question is very much about anchoring into the into the celebration, which is critical because we have to have both sides of the coin. It's not just about like, you know, the nitty gritty of clearing out, but it is the anchoring into the positive, into and and reformatting your operating system, how you process your neural pathways in your brain, creating those super highways for appreciation, for the gratitude, for seeing potentially previously um, perspectives that may have brought you down as an opportunity now, like that's a completely shift. Like it's a completely different shift. And I was actually, um, I have a variety of different programs. Some are for adults, some are for families, some are for kids. Uh, and in my superpower program for kids, I had a session earlier today with a teenager and she said it beautifully because it's like her learning to disconnect from people's stories that may have previously triggered her not being good enough or comparing herself to others. And now showing up from a place of, well, it really actually has nothing to do with me. That's empowerment. That is believing and operating from the world, the universe, providing for your highest good. When we come from this perspective, this lens, we create more of that. And so it's balancing the two while then focusing more on the celebrations. And this is, you know, with the whole psychology bias, the negativity bias in psychology, in your brain, it's important to acre into those, the love, the joy, the happiness, the gratitude, the appreciation, the compassion, the non-judgment, so that people learn those neural pathways. And that's more of the default operating system. So it's very much about shifting operating systems. And, and it is remarkable to watch people navigate this journey in a much quicker time. Because when I work with clients, it is day-to-day -day access. And it's usually in that day-to-day -day access where people need the most support. It's not just like once a week. And so being able to support people in those moments that used to maybe trigger them to go into other cycles, that is where the beauty and the magic happens. And that's how brain rewiring happens so much quicker than it used to. Mm, love that. Love that. And I love that you brought up um, the teenager that you worked with. Um, I'm finding, you know, I'm quite impressed with the young teens. Actually, I was on a podcast with a podcast host that was 16 years old and she had a personal development podcast and I actually was able to have a pretty in-depth in conversation with her. She was well-versed, um, pretty well-versed in personal development considering her age. I was quite, quite impressed. So there seems to be a trend with the teenagers that are actually really seeking out this knowledge and looking to think in healthier ways to manage their emotions. Um, and they're taking it seriously. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, um, really, really understanding that whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever someone perceives you as or judges you as, or whatever it is, whatever negative energy is coming at you as a result of their lens, their perception, their experience in the world, it's got, it has nothing to do with you. It's all about them. Right. 
Um, so that take, it doesn't happen. That does not happen. You know, like it just does not happen. Like, oh, okay, got that. So I'm going to work today and my coworker says this and I'm like, cool as a cucumber because I know what it's about. It doesn't happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you have to really process that because you will respond and you may even react, even though you just learned that knowledge, because you have to really kind of ingrain it into your system, like mm -hmm. really understand it. And that kind of takes a few trials of life experience um, and really anchoring in, like really, really immersing yourself into the knowledge, like the, listening to this podcast, reading books about personal development, going to events, um, because it does not happen, you know, with one event or one book or one podcast episode. It's literally listening to it over and over again, hearing, because then your brain starts to say, okay, this is, you know, you're hearing more evidence and evidence of it to kind of showcase like, oh, this must, you know, I, okay, there's something to this. And then when you go to the real world and experience it, you gather more evidence and then you start to like really believe it to kind of indoctrinate yourself. Um, because we've been indoctrinated by society for all our lives without this knowledge. So we just react based on mm -hmm. um, our monkey mind, this impulsive mind of emotional reaction, because we were never taught how to self-regulate our emotions and we weren't right. taught psychology and the truth yeah. of the reality of our lens and stuff, right? So um, that's why it just takes time. It takes an immersion process. So I'm real. That's why I'm really impressed with the young teenagers that are um, really kind of gravitating to it, and um, you know, because it's it took me a long time. <laughs> Even when I was a teenager, I dabbled with a few books, but I didn't really fully get immersed until I don't know, like late twenties, early thirties. Um, mm -hmm. So, but it was it was a journey to kind of constantly you know, go into the real world with that knowledge and to kind of really process and integrate and have that as my new doctrination of being. So just That's, wanted yeah. to say that to the audience because I hear, you know, people are always, personal development sometimes gets a bad rap, you know, because the people go to an event, they don't change, and then people just think it's hooey and, you know, but it's... um. It doesn't happen in, in one day. <laughs> no, and I really appreciate what you talk about with that full immersion, because that's exactly, you know, when I came coming from the healthcare model, it's very much like try this, go home, see how it works, right? It's almost like that personal development world where it's like you go to an event, you read a book, you do this, you do that, you try to put it all together. And then you're like, okay, I'm not exactly where I want to be, or I don't feel the way I wanted to feel, or I'm not creating in the way that I hoped I would. Uh, and that's where no matter the program that people um, enroll with me, I have a series, a library of resources that cover exactly what you're referring to. It's just like it's a library of teaching people what happens to your brain with big feelings. What happens to your nervous system? How can you turn that ship around in the moment? Here are tangible next steps for you to be able to do that. Here are audios and meditations to listen to about that emotional resiliency that will, so that when you are going out navigating the world, if you are listening to something that is like you are amazing and it's, you know, seeing, reminding your brain to start shifting into a perspective of resiliency and getting back up and looking for the shortcut 
that is created if you keep looking in that direction. And so this multidimensional toolbox is what is required, in my opinion, for that full body healing, for the embodiment that you're talking about, so that people don't have to just go to, you know, one thing here, one thing there, and try to implement that on their own. And so, you know, I look at it from the neuroscience, from the nutritional psychiatry component, from the uh, movement and how to embody that in your body to help remove the trauma while going through daily detoxification. Because that is what sets people up for success, for true healing, and then expansion. Mm, I love that. I totally, totally agree. That's awesome. So where can people go to learn more about you and ways to work with you? What's your website, Instagram? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So my website is holisticmedicalhealing.com. And you can always contact me with the contact button there. And I have a variety of programs. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. On Instagram, the handle is holistic.medical.healing. And you can always just reach out and see which of my programs would be a good fit. Uh, Sometimes that is a great way to navigate unless, for example, uh, you have children and then I only have one program for that. Uh, So there's a variety of different ways and I'm continuing to evolve as working with clients also evolves into what is going to help people really be their most embodied self targeting the mind, the body and the spirit. Awesome. I love that. I love that you're offering it to children as well. I mean, that's where it really needs to start. I mean, this should have been taught in school, (laughs) but you know, we we have to, you know, do it ourselves and seek out people like you to work with. And um, yeah, I love the fact that there's a children's program so that, you know, that our, our, all of our, they're all our children, you know, they're going to grow up Mm -hmm. and they're going to be running society one day. So it really, truly does need to start at a young level. So thank you so much. And also too, when you go on her website, I think you have like some kind of free downloadable food guide. Yeah, actually there's a few different uh, free resources. I have at the very bottom of my website, it is the uh, body image upgrade. It is a actual like body image workbook workshop of like mirror work, a bunch of different modalities. Really nice. I also have a nutrition guide for mental health. And very soon I will have a brain optimization toolkit, which will include movement medicine, breathwork, energy work, and uh, the nutrition guide for mental health. Awesome. I love that. So guys, check out her website, holisticmedicalhealing.com. And the link will be in the show notes. So thank you so, so much, Dahlia. I was going to say Delilah. <laughs> you did it. No, so it was perfect. Was <laughs> thank you to... so much. You're welcome. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And everybody else, remember to be happy being well. And if this is your first time listening, subscribe so you don't miss another episode of Happy Being Well. If you learned something new or were inspired to live happy being well, please be sure to subscribe to the Happy Being Well podcast so you don't miss an upcoming episode. Also, please feel free to leave a five-star review, including what you learned or what inspired you in today's episode. This podcast is presented by happybeingwell.com, your online store for natural wellness products so you can live happy being well. 
Order your next all-natural essential oil, all-natural face mask, all-natural bath soap, all-natural deodorant, herbal tea, crystals including crystal home decor and kitchen items, irresistible leggings, and much more at happybeingwell.com. Free shipping on all orders within the USA.